Welcome to Simply Financial with your financial coach, Kevin Ray. In today's investing environment, there's a lot of clutter. If you're tired of the talking heads and financial noise, this is the show for you. Today, we'll help you find simple solutions to financial challenges. We'll show you how to achieve your financial goals and get answers to your toughest questions. Simply Financial with Kevin Ray starts now. Welcome to another edition of Simply Financial. Walter Storholt here with you alongside Kevin Ray. He is your financial coach at Insight Folios, serving you throughout the Tri-City area with offices in Pinconning and Saginaw. Find us online at insightfolios.com. Kevin, it was nice of you to take a break from your uh, hot walk to join us for today's show. How you been? <laughs> been good, Walter. Uh, we were talking behind the scenes for those of you that don't know, and I was telling Walter, I'm feeling so good. I took a walk in that 90 degree heat on Tuesday, and now, of course, we're back down in the 60s and 70s the rest of the week. So that feels really, really good here. Yeah, it's a nice, uh, nice change from that pop up into the uh, into the 90s. But uh, Kevin was bragging about how much he walked in the 91 degree heat. He was like, <laughs> "I should have done more. I felt guilty. I didn't walk longer." So. He was he was boasting a little bit. Hey, Kevin, that's a good thing to boast about. Good for you. I was because I got my fat butt off the couch and started moving. You know, so that's a good thing, right? <laughs> hey, a mile and a half, nothing to sneeze at, and so. No. Uh, but but make it two next time, especially with cooler weather. Now you should be able to do much more. So. That, well, we'll see. I'm challenging you. Challenging. I just I just had a boost of energy that day, and I thought I'd take advantage of it. So. There you go. I got it. Got to take advantage of those days when you're feeling that good. That's for sure. Well, we've got a great show on the way today. We're going to try and answer some listener questions uh, before we wrap up today's program a little bit later on. We'll get into some other good planning topics as well. But let's kick it off with something interesting and fun, Kevin. In our Did You See This segment, uh, every once in a while we try to bring you some weird news stories or something that's kind of uh, from out of left field with a little bit of a financial slant to it. This was a woman in Ontario, and she paid $4.09 for a painting from a thrift store only to find out when she got home that it had David Bowie's signature on the back. And apparently the rock star had painted it back in 1997. And the painting is now likely to sell for tens of thousands of dollars at an auction. Now that's a nice find. Well, that is a nice find. And that explains my dad, Walter. I don't know if you know this or not about my dad, but he loves to go to rummage sales. Oh, really? So now if you're listening, Dad, I know it's really going to put the urge in you to see more, but um, (laughs) there you go. I get it now. So maybe I'll have to go to a few more of them with him because on Saturdays, once in a while, I get in the car. We'll go to a rummage sale together, and he's always looking for something. But I get it now. So if you're going to find that big find like that, what better investment, right? What kind of return is that? The problem is we only get a few of those popping up every once in a while, right? That's that's true. That's true. That is a nice ROI, though, on a $4 purchase to have potentially tens of thousands of dollars uh, come back to you when you go to sell it. So, You know, my mom, when she was here, too, she loved to rummage sale, and I think that's where Dad got it from. She found, I remember one time she found these old tin photographs you know from like the civil war time and oh, okay uh, she picked them up for ne- nearly nothing and she made a big profit on them so, oh really okay yeah she sold them. i forget what she sold them to some some antique store but uh, it was a big it was a big find for her so i you know every once in a while you do run across those it's pretty neat yeah it's uh, kind of an adventure to it it's its own method of investing or you know a, a lighter form of it's not gambling or something like that but it's got that little sense of adventure to it i guess is what i'm getting at yeah what are you gonna find right yeah you never know it's got that yeah. it's like fishing you you just never know what you're going to pull up you know there's 
I knew we'd get around to fishing. <laughs> you know you're going to get 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 a trout or you know this and that, but you just never know when something a little bit more exciting might bite the line or break the line. You go, well, I wonder what that was. It's, it's got that sense of adventure to it, which is is pretty neat. That's pretty cool. So congrats to that lady for picking up a cool David Bowie painting and uh, looking like she's going to flip it for some good amounts. That'll leave a lasting impression and a good memory on her mind. And that takes us to our first topic of discussion today on Simply Financial. Uh, we're going to look at some key memories in financial life and in the financial world and see how they may have been impressionable to us, Kevin. No matter our age, we've probably all had different events that have left major impressions on us. And maybe it was when we were a child. Maybe it was when we first started investing. How have these things then shaped us as we've gone through life a little bit more? And when people eventually get to the point of sitting down with you to put together a retirement plan, I bet you've seen some of these things shape how people view money or their finances or retirement. So we're going to look at some of the behaviors that maybe have come out or been exhibited because of some major things that have happened in the world and the memories that have been formed because of them. Now, you may not be meeting with too many folks nowadays, Kevin, uh, who are left to remember personally the Great Depression. But I imagine just through stories and maybe seeing parents go through the Great Depression, it's still one of those events that leaves a lasting impact on uh, maybe some people that you meet with today and help them plan for retirement. What have you seen? Well, it is. Um, I don't know if you know this, Walter, but when I graduated way back in 1979, at my graduation party, I had five grandmothers there. Five. five. Okay. Five. So on my dad's side, there was my grandmother and my great-grandmother. And on my mom's side, there was my grandmother, great-grandmother, and great-great-grandmother. So I had lots of stories about the Great Depression from especially my grandma, um, Adela. But she would tell us stories. You know, she grew up in Essexville and, and during the Great Depression, and her dad was a farmer, and they always had food. But she would tell us, you know, how everything was tough and, you know, you didn't waste anything. So I'll give you a good example of that. She was a German descent and she would make a soup called Dutch flyer soup. And in that soup was potatoes, bacon grease, uh, the good old bacon grease, onions. And then uh, she would spoon in uh, like dumplings in, into the boiling water. And then there was always meat in there, which I thought was beef. And it turned out to be oxtail. So from that point forward, I always had to check the soup to see what was in there. But it was good. It was good. You're, but making, me, just, you're making me hungry with all this talk, well, Kevin. So am I. But that goes to show you how they, my grandmother said, you know, we never wasted anything. So they didn't have a lot of trust in the banking system. They didn't have a lot of trust in the bank system. Because if you remember, if you go back in history, the stocks fell by over 90%. Lots of banks went bankrupt. So their mentality was, you know, a lot of those those people had cash and they had it in their house. I had one gentleman up in the Hale area. He said he invested in Maxwell House. And what that meant was the coffee can in the backyard. And he really did do that. So those people that have that lasting memory from the Great Depression, and for those of you that my age, you know, you've, you've talked to your, your grandparents and that. And there's a totally different outlook on the market because they experienced, you know, a lot of them lost all their money. A lot of them, you know, were caused and lost their house and all those other things that go along with that. So that's a different era, and you're, and you're right. There's not a whole lot of them left. That's a great point. That was the Great Depression, but not the only major event. Uh, we had World War II, and then after World War II, Kevin, uh, quite the booming market became a very formative decade, right? Well, we did because now, now we're talking about the people who grew up in the 50s, right? So I'd be like my dad and all the cars that were going around there. The market was just, you know, really going. It was, like, you know, more than 16% a year for more than a decade. All the building, all the highways, all the infrastructure, everything that went on then. So people tended to think at that time, 
this will never end. You know, they may trust a little bit too much. They may think the market's going up a little bit too much. It may have made that kind of impression. But everything was booming doing, you know, the post-World War II era. And it didn't seem like no matter what you did, you couldn't go wrong because just everything was going. That's all those 50 movies we see and and all those things that seemed to be a happy time as happy days came out then too, right? And it just went along. And that's what the people remembered during the market at that time. Was, you really couldn't do wrong at that time. That can be a little bit of a dangerous thing, right? Like it you get be. used to the good times a little bit too much? Yeah, and then you think they're going to continue. And then, of course, things, what goes up naturally comes down. But, you know, the, over that time frame, it was it was a heck of a, you know, a decade or more, 16% year growth. And it was a heck of a time. Have you seen maybe a similar thing happen lately? I mean, we've had such a good powerhouse of a stock market for the last several years now, even though we've been through, you know, a crazy 2020 with the pandemic and everything that's come out over the last year with just, uh, you know, political strife and some of those things. But as far as the market goes, it's still been pretty steadily up over the last uh, many, many years. Is that maybe starting to seep in a little bit now, kind of reminiscent of that post-World War II era with just, you know, good, steady gains each year? I think that is because people are getting comfortable with the market continuing to rise, but I'm hearing more and more of my clients in particular, and they want to know what do we think is going to happen down the road, you know, because everybody's a little bit leery of the next big drop, and that's in the back of most people's minds, but all in all, I, I think for the next year or so, people are pretty pretty optimistic of what's going to happen in the market. Well, speaking of another parallel uh, that we can draw here, we have interest rate concerns going on right now. People are a little concerned over inflation. Is that going to be soaring and going higher? What will that do to interest rates? And that brings up another key memory in terms of the financial landscape. We had the soaring interest rates of the late 70s and the early 80s, and a lot more of your clients were uh, alive and uh, kicking and uh, <laughs> maybe even in their, their working lives and, and really probably have strong memories of that time. Well, we do. And it's funny because I was just cleaning out uh, my office at home. And in there, I found my passbook savings account uh, that I had when I was a kid. I think it was People's National Bank here in Pink County. Do you know what interest rate I got in my savings then, Walter? What, like 12, 13%? It was 6.52%. Oh, 6.52, okay. Yeah, yeah. And that was probably... Oh, mortgages were, weren't they in the like 12, 13, somewhere yeah, in that the, range? Yeah, the later in the 70s you got, okay. yeah, the, the higher the rates. And that's, you know, when I was, when I looked at that, I think mine was 72, 73, um, 1972, 73. So the banking industry, you know, the banking world, and you know, the interest rates were out of control, you know, 12, 13%. People were getting CDs at, you know, 13, 14%. Some locked them in for 10 or 15 years, which was a good thing back then. But we know that interest rates, the market hates interest rates. So I think that this environment we're seeing now is they're talking about raising interest rates and they probably will. And for most people, they know that just stock market alone, when you raise interest rates, that's normally not a good thing. So in the back of people's minds are like, well, what's that going to do to the market? Are we going to be in trouble? And we're going to have to just wait and see. Remember, if you're in the market, this is a long-term investment. We've started at the Great Depression. I'm sure Walter's going to go further down the road. But over the over the long term, you know, you're going to be fine uh, based on history. And I think that's going to continue going down the road. If you have any questions about your financial plan, by the way, don't hesitate to reach out to Kevin and the team at 
855-885-PLAN. You can inquire about a free consultation, look at your plan, uh, or lack thereof if you haven't really gone through a planning process before to get ready for retirement and uh, get an evaluation of where you stand and what needs to maybe change in your portfolio to retire successfully. You can set that up again by calling 888 888- 885-PLAN, or stop by the office there in Pinconning anytime you want to. 888-885-PLAN, again, the number to call, or go online to insightfolios.com. Getting to a little bit more recent events, uh, let's look back to the 2000s, early 2000s, the dot-com crash. Oh, yeah. That was a big one, right? It was a huge one, even for the, you know, people say the dot-com, but if we even look at the S&P 500, from 2000, 2001, 2002, the market was down roughly 45% in three years. 45% and it took a decade basically to get back to even. So that's fresh on everybody's mind. And in the back of, you know, when we talk to people, you know, they may be worried of tax, they may be worried of the stock market because they went through that, they lived that. And that's a fresh memory. And I think that's, you know, the anticipation out there nowadays is we're getting closer to something like that. We don't know when, but I think for a lot of people we're talking to out there, they're wondering, when do you see the next crash? When do you see it coming? Those types of things. And that's that's the primary reason, I believe, is because it's so recent. In the 2000s, we all went through it, and it was a tough time. And that makes you weary of the stock market. And just think of it this way, Walter. If that made you worry and you've been out of the market since then, you missed on all this huge opportunity because we're at all-time highs again. So don't let you know the dot crashes, the, the Great Depression, and all those things get in because this is long-term investing. I imagine the stories and lessons are similar as we fast forward then to the 2008 crash as well. Well, it is because, you know, lots of companies went under and we know it, you know, General Motors went bankrupt, uh, Chrysler went bankrupt, you know, Lehman Brothers, there's all these companies and we were on a real brink right there for a while because of the way they were lending money and the house, you know, people couldn't afford them, you know, lending more out than you could afford and all those things come across and People are asking me now today because there's a shortage of housing out there. I don't know in your area, Walter, but here, you know, the the houses don't sit on the market too long. Uh, They seem to go and they go over asking price. So the housing and bubble crisis has been on everybody's mind uh, recently also because that just happened, you know, like 12, 13 years ago. So if you're in a situation and, you know, you're worried about are we going to have another Great Depression? You know, how about the boom? Are we going to go through that? Or what if interest rates rise? What if you have another crash? Well, this is where the income plan comes into play, especially if you're getting into retirement or close to retirement. You have to have income in all types of markets. And I think that's the misconception that most people think is that I can take the 4% rule and then I should be fine. But if we have another dot-com crash, 2001, two, and three, it'll be tough to do that 4% rule. So you need a plan that produces income through ups and down markets and many, many decades ahead of you, hopefully in retirement. So if that's you and you've been sitting on the sidelines and you don't know which way to turn, give us a call. That's what I do here. That's what I love to do. I sit down, I help people retire. We do income planning and I've been doing this for 30 years. So don't hesitate. Don't let the crashes, you know, and don't let the ups and downs take you out of planning for your retirement. Because if you go into retirement without a plan, that's still a plan. It's not a good one, but that's still a plan. So pick up the phone, give us a call. I'd be happy to walk that, walk you through all of those things. And it's even fun. I can promise you most people come in and they they leave and and they, they have a different outlook than when they came in. So pick up the phone. 
phone, give us a call. The number again is 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Get a complimentary review of your financial plan. Just pick up the phone and call right now, 888-885-PLAN, or go online to insightfolios.com. More to come on today's show. We'll continue talking about retirement, financial planning, and have some fun along the way right here on Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. After a while, all that financial noise seems to run together. In 1930, the Republican-controlled House of Representatives, in an effort to alleviate the effects of the, anyone, anyone, the Great Depression, passed the, anyone, anyone. It's time for a fresh perspective. Keep listening to Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. Rocking and rolling today on Simply Financial. Walter Strohl here with you alongside Kevin Ray, financial coach at Insight Folios, serving you in the Tri-City area, offices in Pinconning and Saginaw as well. If you need to get in touch with us, give a call to 888-885-PLAN. Again, 888-885-7526. Kevin, let's talk a little bit about Medicare often something that I don't think people have a great grasp on all the moving parts of Medicare. Wondering if maybe we can cover some basics on today's show, at least to give people a starting point to learning a little bit more about what is essentially a pretty important part of the retirement planning process, right? It is because, you know, we know as we get older, we're going to need healthcare more and more. So it is a very important uh, process. So it sounds to me like a lot of people are confused about those different components of Medicare because you've got Medicare Part A, B, D. I don't know if there's more than that, but let's start with those three. <laughs> well, you know, it goes all the way. What the J? You know, depending what you're trying to do. But Part A, <laughs> it's very, it's very confusing for a lot of people out there. Even me, because you know, we try to help people make decisions on on Medicare and the supplements and so on and so forth. But there's so many different plans out there. You really, really have to. Um, you know, be on top of this thing. So Part A is available basically to everyone once you turn 65. So what does Part A do? It's going to cover your hospital care as well as some limited coverage for skilled nursing care. Now, notice I said limited coverage to skilled nursing home care, not custodial, skilled. Um, And we'll get into that maybe a little bit later. It's going to cover some home health care and some hospice. For Part A, there's typically no premium. It's just an annual deductible or your co-insurance that goes along with that. But when I say no premium, you know, we've, we've in taxes, we've taken that out uh, over the years while we're working to, to kind of get into that. But there has been a premium associated with that, the, the way I look at it. But Part B is going to cover your doctor's visits, your preventative care, like your exams, those types of things. Clinical research and some medical equipment like wheelchairs or walkers. Part B is going to come with a monthly premium. This is usually withheld from your Social Security check. And they do have annual deductibles and co-pays that go along with that too. And then Part D is something that was added, you know, not not all that long ago. And that's going to cover your prescription drugs. And that comes with additional premiums because if we have an added benefit and you need uh, prescription drugs, there's going to be additional premium for that. And and along with that, there's going to be co-pays and deductibles. Now, we know that that's important going into retirement because some of these medications, Walter, are, you know, I've heard three, four, five thousand dollars a shot. You know, there's something called Nulasta. If you have cancer that I can tell you, you know, somewhere around $3,000. So this this prescription drug, Part D, is is probably more critical than people think because of, of the cost of, of drugs nowadays, and they're, they're only going to get higher. Yeah, my mom just had her uh, uh, gallbladder taken out, and I think one of the pills 
that they prescribed her if if you didn't have insurance would have been a thousand dollars or something like that so just uh, just crazy to to see the prices of some of these things so part a we've already essentially paid for in our working lives b and d are going to cost extra during our retirement so if you're trying right. to like subtract from your top line number b and d are going to cost you a little bit more so put that in perspective there's also we talk about uh, I think we skip part C because part C stands for confusion when it comes to Medicare. <laughs> it uh, does. Th- there's a lot of confusion about where uh, something called Medicare Advantage or Medicare Supplement or Medigap policies, lots of different terms there, where those fit in. How are those used in this ecosystem? Well, you know, we there's how many commercials do you see per day about Medicare Advantage or supplement? Tons, and they all seem Tons, to run right? together, yeah. And they all seem, yeah, they all seem to run together. They all seem to say the same thing. But Medicare supplements like Medigap, they only apply if you are using the original Medicare Part A and B. If you don't use A and B, then you're going to go the Advantage way. Now, that's where we're hearing a lot of things on Advantage, and it's completely different approach and what you're doing is you're using hmos or ppo type of approach now when you do that kind of approach you're going to get sometimes a few added benefits like maybe you get you know vision maybe you're going to get you know a different coverage for uh, doctors those types of things so each one has their advantages and their disadvantages so when you're going into this you got to look at both sides of it and see which one will fit you best because there's not two of us out there that are same as far as health you know, longevity, all those types of things. So, you know, one may be better for one person and one may be better for the other person. So you have to look into that very carefully. Again, the web gets uh, woven even more intricately with some of these new ways of approaching the Medicare solution and, and problem. Let's talk about some common misconceptions that you've seen that people have about Medicare. Some of the top things you think should be clarified. Okay. Well, Medicare, most people think it's free even with Part A, but you don't have to pay premiums, but you still have a deductible. So you have to count on it, and the deductibles are going to add up over the years. Do you remember we did a radio show, I don't know, a couple of months ago, uh, Walter, and one of the stats was that you know the average person can expect like $250,000 in medical bills oh, right. going forward. Right, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's part of that, the deductibles and, and whatnot. And the other thing is just don't auto-enroll or stick with the same plan that you started with, you know, don't keep it on autopilot every year because your health changes, things change, your lifestyles changes. So you should be looking at that each and every year to make sure that you have the correct, you know, policy or or supplement going forward that's gonna fit your situations. Plans change, costs change, coverage change. You need to constantly look at these things because as as we said, they're very complicated and they change almost on an annual basis. And Medicare doesn't cover everything you're going to need in healthcare and retirement. It just simply doesn't. There's things out there that you're not thinking of, and you got to be aware of those. All right, helpful to clear up some of those things. Uh, last, lastly, cover. You know, people think sometimes that Medicare covers everything you need. So, what are some of those services that Medicare doesn't cover, like you mentioned? Well, typically, they're not going to cover routine, you know, eye exams or glasses or contacts. Uh, things of that nature, dental care, where maybe the advantage does, or uh, hearing aids. We all know hearing aids. Walter, you know how expensive some of these hearing aids are? No, how much? You know, six, seven thousand dollars. I've heard. My goodness. So you know, so those are you know so those a lot can of be technology expensive. in a little in a little in a little tiny thing, but it is, it is. And then you know the exams that go along with it, and 
cosmetic surgery, you know, um, acupuncture, routine routine foot care. Then that can be a big deal, especially if you have diabetes, those types of things. And the big misconception here, Walter, is it doesn't cover long-term care. Um, Medicare is going to cover up to, not 100 days, but up to 100 days and no more. And that's for skilled care, not custodial care. So what's the difference? Skilled care is if you go into a nursing home, and let's let's say you had a stroke and you're getting rehab and you're getting better but the minute you know that you determine the rehab is not helping your process they may stop so it may not cover that 100 days your health care going into retirement that's a huge part of your puzzle medicare isn't a cure-all it's nice to have because you know that's going to be our primary insurance when you hit 65 but you need to have a plan in place that shows you how your needs are going to be covered so if you have a nursing home exposure can your income plan withstand it? Can you, you need to run a, st- a stress test on that. And then, you know, we do this all the time. It's people will come in, what if I go into a nursing home? Well, let's look at it. How many years are you going to go in? Or if it's three or four, we can put that anticipated cost into your plan and see how you, how you were fair. That's stress testing that plan. What if you need a, a higher deductible? What if you need, you know, a lot more medication and we got to, you know, continue putting those into your plan and stress testing it. That's what we do day in and day out here. So take my advice here is buy the best insurance that you can get because you never know what your health is going to be. It could be fine today and it could be totally different tomorrow. So my advice to people when they come to our office is buy the best insurance that you can afford and keep looking at it on an annual basis to see if that still meets your criteria or maybe you can you need to change going forward. Just remember that your health care is a huge piece of the retirement puzzle, and hopefully Kevin's been able to illustrate that, you know, Medicare, it's not a cure-all. It's helpful, but not a cure-all. you got to have a plan in place that shows you how your needs are going to be covered, and while it's just one overall piece of the retirement plan, it's so important to make sure that all those pieces fit together uh, with one another. And that's what Kevin and the planning process at Insight Folios can help you achieve. And if you'd like to take advantage of a complimentary review of your financial plan, you can reach out easily to Kevin by dialing 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. If you get the voicemail, leave us a quick message. Kevin will be able to return the call and set up that time to visit If you have just a few questions to ask over the phone, that's fine. Or if you want to come in for a review, that's easy to do as well. Offices in Pinconning and Saginaw. Pick up the phone, tap into that three decades of experience that Kevin has. 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. More to come on today's show. This is Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. It's getting to know you time. Well, it's time to get to know Kevin a little bit better on today's show. Walter Storholt here alongside Kevin Ray. And this part of the show, we take a sidestep from the financial stuff to talk about something fun, different, unique, or interesting, and get to know Kevin a little better. Kevin's with the Olympics around the corner. I'm curious for your question today. Uh, in what Olympic sport do you think you would have the best chance of winning a medal? Oh, boy. A spectator or sport? Uh, any sport, any any Olympic sport. So you can't make up a sport. It's got to be oh, an actual okay. Olympic sport. Yeah. Well, then, you know, I'm going to have to I think that was a question maybe a year or two ago. We said if, <laughs> if you could make anything an Olympic sport, what would it be? That's that's true. That's true. 
Well, I know they have trap shooting or skeet shooting, and I think they still have archery too. So those two would be about the only thing I'd have a chance at hitting a target. Now, I can tell you I wouldn't have a chance at winning a medal because the people that are in the Olympics are a whole lot better than me. But I would have to go with one of those two because I, I certainly can't run. Um, I can tell you that. Never could. Hated it. And I'm not good at javelin throwing. I did that in school. Shot put. I did that in school. Failed miserably. So uh, I would have to go that way, Walter. How about you? So you, you would do something with something with shooting, right? Something with shooting. Archery yeah. or, yeah, shooting. So, yep. There you go. Um, I would love to say table tennis because I love ping pong and table tennis. But uh, if you've ever watched any of the pros really play it, you, ha- you know you have absolutely no chance whatsoever. <laughs> you couldn't even beat Forrest Gump, could no, you? No, no, couldn't beat Forrest Gump. <laughs> not even close. I would pick uh, probably handball. I think I'd be a pretty good goalie in handball. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. It just seems like the sport I could probably play well in. I think I'd, I have good hand-eye coordination as a goalie, in particular, like stopping people throwing, you know, random balls at me. That guy, that, that's how I trained to be a goalie was my mom essentially in the living room throwing stuff at me up against the door while she was watching TV. I, I kid you not. That's how I trained to be a hockey goalie originally. Really? But yeah, but I wasn't training so much as a hockey goalie with things being shot with a puck and with a stick. It was my mom and dad literally throwing stuff at me across the living room. <laughs> Is it because you were a bad child or they was having fun? No, no, no. We were, we were, we were having fun. Like okay, my, my okay. mom viewed it as a great way to like interact with me after a long, stressful day of work where she could sit with a glass of wine and throw balls at me. <laughs> <laughs> and I could not get enough of it because I just had such a blast with my imagination thinking that we were, you know, like when you're a kid, you can put yourself anywhere with your yep. imagination. So. You know, I just I, I could never get enough of it. I just wanted them to keep going all night, you know, trying to save save the shots and all that kind of stuff. So I'd say so that may that may be a new uh, sport for the Olympics. We need to start, you know, working on just just th- throw throw balls at Walter and yeah, throw balls at Walter and yeah. see if he can still catch him or th- hit him away. It's a, it's a good name of the game. Yeah, <laughs> I imagine it's a lot like what a, a handball goalie has to go through. So. I would pick that as my sport of choice, handball. Sounds fun. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, that's getting to know Kevin a little bit better on today's show. Olympics coming up. Are you looking forward to the Olympics, Kevin? Do you watch those each year or every four years when they come up? I watch some of them. You know, I really yeah. like the gymnastics because of the things they do. I don't, you know. It's, that's, it that's blows amazing. my mind what yeah. they do. Yeah. They're, I remember, uh, crazy. T- I'm going to date myself, Mary Lou. Was it Retton? Retton, yeah. Yep, yeah. yep. Mary Lou Retton. You know, I remember when I was probably 18 years old watching her, and I'm like, good gravy. Look at, look at the stuff she does there. Yeah, so. and now Simone Biles, I think, is yep. Uh, yep. probably the Mary Lou Retton of today's today's world. Uh, well, there you go. Getting to know Kevin, and we've got more coming up on today's show. This is Simply Financial. Stay tuned. We believe it only takes three steps to build your financial future, and that's it. You shouldn't waste your time getting bogged down by complicated numbers and confusing financial products. Why worry with the minutia? Three steps is all it takes. Step one, you talk. Step two, we act. And step three, here comes the fun part. You relax. Come in for a visit with our team. We'll listen as you explain your needs, dreams, and desires. We'll then craft and implement a financial plan to achieve your goals. Don't worry. As life happens, we'll adjust your plan. All you have to do is take it easy. Don't make retirement harder than it should be. Schedule your visit with our team. Call 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. We're only a phone call away. 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. 
Planning for retirement shouldn't feel like rocket science. According to the equation, S equals one-half AT squared. But it's easy to get lost in the financial jargon. Keep listening to clear up the confusion. Thanks for joining us on Simply Financial today. We've uh, left enough time on the program today here with Kevin Ray to pepper him with a couple of listener questions. If you'd like to have a question featured on a future show, you can go to insightfolios.com and click on the listen button to ask questions or to listen to past episodes. Our first question this week comes to us, Kevin, from Fred, and uh, it's it's a lengthy question, so bear with me for a moment. Fred says, I've gotten tired of dealing with my HOA and would like to live in a place with a little more land and no neighborhood restrictions by the time I retire in three years. The problem is that our current home is paid off, but a place like the one I'm talking about would cost us more than we'd be able to sell our home for. So I'd be back to having a mortgage right as I head into retirement. Is this a terrible idea? Well, Fred, that's a good question because, you know, we have a lot of people who went from your situation, HOAs, because they didn't like all the restrictions and the fees that go along with it, and they wanted more land, they wanted their own space. But it depends on one word, Walter, and it starts with a B. Do you know what that is? Hmm. Boldness. Budget. Oh, budget. Okay. Budget, right? (laughs) If I don't know your finances or your investments to see how you're going to generate income in retirement, it may be a terrible idea, but it may not also be a terrible idea, depending on your own personal situation. I don't think necessarily caring. No, I'm not a big proponent of caring a mortgage in retirement. I'll tell you that right up front. When people come into my office, we normally like to, you know, speed up that process and help them um, pay off their home in retirement. But that may be a quick process for you too, Fred. So so if we sit down and we look at your situation, if you use the money you're getting from your current house, apply it towards your um, new house, and then see how we can speed up paying that off, may not be such a bad idea. And, you know, peace of mind going into retirement is is a good thing too. So if it creates less stress, you enjoy it more, that's part of your retirement process. So you know, we don't know, Fred, unless you come in, you sit down, we start working through the numbers, and then I can give you a much better idea. But on the surface, I don't think it may be such a terrible idea for you because, like I said, peace of mind, less stress, and that's what your ideal retirement looks like. Let's sit down, let's figure it out, let's figure out if we can pay it off early, and then free up some cash on the back end. A lot of people can still retire successfully with a mortgage, Fred, sure. and not necessarily a step in the wrong direction as long as the numbers make sense for you. So great question. If you want to reach out to Kevin Ray and talk a little bit more about that, Fred, or maybe you're listening today and find yourself in a similar situation with questions like what we've talked about on the program, feel free to reach out. You can have a one-on-one conversation with Kevin either over the phone or come into the office there in Pinconning. 888-885-PLAN is the number to dial. 888-885-7526. All right, Mindy has a question for you and says, I was told recently that I should combine all of my old 401ks into just one rollover IRA, but that seems to be antithetical to the idea of diversification. What am I missing? Ooh, that's a good question, Mindy. So I'm assuming... I, I had because to pause you, to make sure I pronounced that okay. Yeah, I'm, I I'm can't, still not I'm, 100% sure. <laughs> I don't want to repeat it, so let's put it that way. So, yeah. Mindy, Mindy, Mindy raised the IQ of the show a couple of uh, notches today. It certainly raised mine, I can tell you that. So, um, But when you're talking about old 401ks, you're like a lot of people that we talk to. You maybe work three, four, five different places, and you have old 401ks. And 
what somebody's talking about is rolling them over in just to one IRA. So maybe you have one IRA and it's with Schwab, TD Ameritrade, what have, what have you. And you're asking about diversification. So meaning, well, if you have four or five different 401ks, that doesn't necessarily mean you're diversified, Mindy. A lot of times I'll look at four or five different old 401ks and I'll see they own, you know, they all have growth funds and they all own, you know, Amazon, they all own Citigroup or what have you. So there's no diversification there. But if you roll it over into one IRA, you can get diversification. You know, you could buy ETFs and make sure nothing's overlapping. Stocks are overlapping, those types of things. You don't necessarily have to invest, you know, take all your 401ks, put them in one IRA, invest in General Motors, for example. You can invest in thousands of different companies and stocks and bonds and get the true diversification that you want because I'm betting that if I was to look at your old 401k statements, I'm betting you have a lot less diversification than you think you have simply because you own growth mutual funds and all the growth mutual funds typically own the same companies. So that's not necessarily a bad thing, Mindy. The first step for you would be, let's look at your old 401ks. Let's see how much diversification there is. And if there is no diversification or a lack of diversification, like I suspect, let's look at maybe rolling it over into an IRA and getting some true diversification going on in there and taking some of your risk away. So that's a good question. Yeah, thanks for that one, Mindy. Much appreciated. Again, if you have questions for Kevin, you can reach out and have a one-on-one conversation. 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. All right, last one of the week, Kevin, comes to us from Gene. Gene says, we never spent very much money during our working years, and now that we've been retired for a couple of years, we're still not spending much. So it seems that we're going to end up leaving a lot of money to our four kids, but I'm worried that some of the tax changes that they're talking about could end up making Uncle Sam our biggest beneficiary. What kind of planning do I need to do on this matter? Well, that's another good question, Gene, and that's a, f- a frequent question that we're getting in my office because everybody's concerned about the tax changes. We're all hearing all the things out there that could potentially hurt us. So when we're talking about Uncle Sam being the biggest beneficiary, we talk about that often here on the radio. I have train tracks by my office here and i tell people we can see the train light way down the tracks down there and that represents your 401k or your savings now as we're getting longer into retirement we're living longer that train light gets um, bigger and bigger that represents your savings it's getting bigger and bigger so when it gets bigger and bigger who's the bigger partner uncle sam you hit it right on the head so we have time in most cases to get off that train track and take care of this. So how do we do it? Maybe we look at start some Roth conversions. Maybe we look at buying life insurance to pay the taxes. So if that money goes to your kids, um, we can we can do it tax free. Maybe we we look at you know gifting and charity and then replacing some of that with life insurance. There's lots of ways to make Uncle Sam a smaller partner in your estate than most people are aware of. And where does it start? It starts by coming in, sitting down, and let's look at your own personal situation and see how we can benefit it. And there's lots of ways to benefit. There's lots of things that I didn't even, I, I haven't even mentioned. You can start gifting now to kids. And some people in, really, really enjoy gifting money to children because they can see how it's being used, why they're alive. And my favorite uh, saying, Walter, is you know what that is? What's that? Whatever you don't spend, somebody else is going to. Ooh, so let's right. leave yeah, let's leave right. it to them the most tax advantage way that we can. And it starts with planning. And we talk about it week in and week out on the show. 
It starts with planning. And how does that begin? It begins with you. You have to step up. You have to take the initiative and you have to start that process. But once you start that process, there's all these avenues that are available to you that can lessen that tax burden going forward and make sure that your kids get the bulk of that estate if that's your plan. And it starts with you. Like I said, just pick up the phone, give us a call. be happy to sit down and start that process with you. The number to call once again is 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Kevin's your financial coach at Insight Folio, serving you in the Tri-City area with offices in Pinconning and Saginaw as well. He's the co-author of the book Navigating Through Retirement, which you might be able to pick up a coffee, a copy of when you come in to meet with Kevin. 888-885-PLAN. Maybe you can have some coffee, too. Coffee and a copy of the book, we, Kevin? We have, we have both here, All right. yes. All right. Very good. I guarantee it. I'd be surprised if you didn't have a little coffee hanging around for somebody. Uh, 888-885-PLAN. Again, your number to call to get in touch and schedule that time to visit or to chat on the phone to begin things. 888-885-PLAN or 888-885-7526. Or look the team up online. Find out more information about the planning process at insightfolios.com. Kevin, uh, thanks to all our listeners for the show questions today. Thank you for the guidance on a couple of various topics. And hope you have a great rest of your weekend. And we'll talk again soon. I enjoy it, uh, Walter, every week. So we'll talk to you next week. Sounds like a plan. That's Kevin Ray. I'm Walter Storholt. We'll see you soon right back here on Simply Financial. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered through Insight Folios, Inc., a registered investment advisor. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Insurance products and services are offered through individually licensed and appointed agents in various jurisdictions. Insight Folios, Inc. does not offer legal or tax advice. Kevin Ray is an investment advisor representative of Insight Folios, Inc.